Welcome to TSX Quarterly, the podcast that brings you publicly available earnings calls from companies listed on the Toronto Stock Exchange in one convenient location. Gone are the days of looking through confusing websites. You'll find the important information right here. Enjoy the call. By. Welcome to the Acadian Timber Corp Q2 2021 conference call and webcast. At this time, all participants are in a listen-only mode. After the speaker's presentation, there will be a question and answer session. To ask a question during the session, you will need to press star 1 on your telephone. Please be advised that today's conference is being recorded. If you require any further assistance, please press star 0. I would now like to hand the conference over to your speaker today, Adam Shaparsky, Chief Financial Officer. Thank you. Please go ahead. Thank you, Operator. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Acadian Timber's second quarter conference call. With me on the call today is Erica Riley, Acadian's President and Chief Executive Officer. Before discussing Acadian's results, I will first remind everyone that in discussing our second quarter financial and operating performance, the outlook for the remainder of 2021 and responding to your questions, we may make forward-looking statements. These statements are subject to known and unknown risks, and future results may differ materially. For further information on our known risk factors, I encourage you to review our news release and MVNA, which are available on CDAR and on our website at acadiantimber.com. I'll begin by outlining our financial highlights for our second quarter ended June 26, 2021. Then Erica will comment on our operations, market conditions, and outlook for the remainder of the year. Sales for the second quarter were $18.4 million compared to $11.5 million in the prior year period, driven by a 55% increase in sales volume, excluding biomass. Acadian benefited from favorable operating conditions compared to the prior year period and recovered the volume shortfall of the first quarter. Demand remained strong for our saw logs and hardwood pulpwood, but softwood pulpwood demand remained weak due to elevated roundwood inventories in our region and competition from sawmill residuals. Weighted average selling price, excluding biomass, was flat year over year, and increased saw log pricing was offset by weaker pulpwood pricing and a stronger Canadian dollar. Operating costs of $14.7 million in the quarter were $4.5 million higher than the $10.2 million in the prior year, mainly due to harvest volumes and timber services activity. Variable costs per cubic meter decreased 9% due to lower processing costs and a stronger Canadian dollar compared to the prior year period. Adjusted EBITDA totaled $3.8 million during the quarter, up from $1.4 million in the prior year period. Adjusted EBITDA margin for the quarter was 21% compared to a prior year period of 12% as a result of increased volumes during the quarter. Our net income for the second quarter was $5.9 million compared to $5.2 million in the prior year period. The positive variance is primarily due to increased operating earnings offset by a combination of a lower non-cash fair value adjustment and an unrealized foreign exchange gain on long-term debt in 2021 compared to 2020. Reflecting the seasonality of the business, the Cadian generated $2.9 million of free cash flow and declared dividends of $4.8 million to our shareholders during the second quarter, or $0.29 cents per share. I will now move into the second quarter results for our New Brunswick operations. Sales were $14.9 million compared to $9.5 million in the same period of 2020. Sales volume, excluding biomass, increased 
and the weighted average selling price, excluding biomass, increased 4% during the quarter, reflecting strong saw log prices and a favorable product mix. Operating costs in the second quarter totaled $11.1 million, compared to $7.7 million in the prior year period. The increase in operating costs is a result of higher harvesting and timber services activity. Weighted average variable cost per cubic meter, excluding biomass, decreased by 7% due to lower processing costs compared to the prior year period. New Brunswick's adjusted EBITDA in the quarter was $3.8 million, compared to $1.8 million in the prior year period as a result of higher sales volume and additional revenues from timber services. Adjusted EBITDA margin decreased to 26, sorry, adjusted EBITDA margin increased to 26% compared to 19% last year. Switching over to Maine, sales during the second quarter totaled $3.5 million compared to $2 million in the same period last year. Sales volume, excluding biomass, increased 129% year over year as a result of favorable operating conditions and stable demand. The weighted average selling price, excluding biomass in U.S. dollar terms, decreased 7% compared to the prior year as a result of higher saw log prices, offset by lower prices for hardwood pulpwood compared to the prior year period. In Canadian dollar terms, prices were off 19% due to a stronger Canadian dollar. Operating costs totaled $3.1 million in the second quarter compared to $1.9 million during the same period last year as a result of higher sales volumes and lower weighted average variable costs. Variable costs excluding biomass were 17% lower per cubic meter due to a stronger Canadian dollar and a lower softwood saw log and lower softwood saw log costs related to a higher proportion of roadside sales. <laughs> Adjusted EBITDA for the quarter was $0.4 million compared to $0.1 million during the same period last year. Adjusted EBITDA margin was 12% compared to 6% in the prior year period, which primarily reflects higher volumes partially offset by a stronger Canadian dollar. Before I turn the call over to Erica, I would like to take this opportunity to thank her for the leadership and guidance she has provided not only to myself, but to the entire management team over the last two years. Erica, it has been a pleasure working with you, and I am confident in saying that it was because of your guidance Acadium was successful in transitioning to a standalone company. I am glad you chose to remain on the Acadium board, and I look forward to working with you in the coming years. With that, I will turn the call over to you. Thank you, Adam. It's been my pleasure, and Acadian will be in great hands under your leadership. To start, health and safety remain a key focus of our business. We are pleased to report that Acadian experienced no safety incidents among employees or contractors during the quarter. We continue to monitor COVID-19-related developments in the regions in which we operate. The province of New Brunswick is expected to move to a green level of its pandemic recovery plan tomorrow meaning that COVID-19-related restrictions will be lifted throughout the province. As we move into this next phase, Acadian will remain diligent in following health orders and best practices. The reopening will have little direct impact on the business, as we have been able to operate seamlessly throughout the pandemic, but we do look forward to resuming in-person interactions. As Adam mentioned, during the second quarter, Acadian experienced favorable operating conditions and steady demand for its products. As expected, we were able to reduce our inventory and recover the volume shortfall of the first quarter. Operations benefited from sufficient trucking capacity, an earlier start to operations following the spring thaw, 
and a return to more normal weather conditions compared to the hot and dry conditions that resulted in fire risk-related operating restrictions last year. Demand for Acadians' softwood and hardwood saw logs remains strong due to favorable end-use markets. Demand for hardwood pulpwood was stable throughout the quarter, while softwood pulpwood markets remained weak. Acadian sales volume, excluding biomass, was at 55% compared to the same period in 2020. Acadian's weighted average selling price, excluding biomass, was flat year-over-year, with strong saw-up pricing and a higher-value product mix offset by lower pulpwood pricing and a stronger Canadian dollar relative to the second quarter of 2020. Regional softwood lumber producers ran steady through the quarter, resulting in solid demand for our softwood saw logs. Our softwood saw log prices increased 6% in New Brunswick and 5% in Maine in U.S. dollar terms. Demand for our hardwood saw saw logs was steady as end-use markets for this product remained strong. The weighted average hardwood saw log price increased 10% in New Brunswick and 26% in Maine in U.S. dollar terms compared to the prior year period, reflecting both price increases and a higher quality product mix. Demand for hardwood pulpwood was steady during the quarter, but prices decreased 12% compared to the prior year period due to elevated roundwood inventories in the region and stronger Canadian dollar. Stockwood pulpwood demand remained weak and prices were off 3% year over year. Biomass margins decreased year over year due to higher average hauling distances compared to the prior year period. I'll now turn to our market outlook. Acadian expects continued steady demand for its softwood and hardwood saw logs, hardwood pulpwood, and biomass. While North American softwood lumber prices are moderating as supply and demand come into balance, demand for softwood lumber is expected to remain relatively strong given the continued positive outlook for U.S. home construction and improvements. Consensus forecast for U.S. housing starts is 1.55 million for 2021, an increase of 12% from 2020. Regionally, softwood sawmills are running steady, and Acadian is continuing to experience steady demand for its softwood saw logs as we progress through the summer. Demand for hardwood saw logs is strong, as both appearance of industrial-grade lumber is in high demand, and roundwood inventories at hardwood sawmills are low. We expect strong demand and pricing for this product for the remainder of this year. Regional hardwood pulpwood demand is expected to remain stable as the economy improves, while softwood pulpwood demand is expected to remain weak with continued high roundwood inventories regionally and significant competition from sawmill residuals that limit prospects for near-term improvement. Finally, demand for biomass from Acadian's New Brunswick operation is expected to remain stable, with steady demand throughout the region, supplemented by the return of export markets. Before I conclude my remarks, I would like to briefly mention that Acadian executed its first carbon development and marketing agreement to develop voluntary carbon credits on the portion of our main timberlands that is subject to a working forest conservation easement. This project commits Acadian to balancing harvest and growth and requires long-term planning, annual reporting, periodic carbon inventory verification, and maintenance of our existing sustainable forestry certification. While this project is relatively small and expected to contribute modestly to cash flow and have little impact on our operations, it forms a foundation for for further carbon credit development. 
as it takes about 12 to 18 months to develop and sell carbon credits, Acadian expects to begin receiving proceeds from sales in mid to late 2022. In closing, we believe that Acadian's strong balance sheet, sustainably managed resource, access to diverse markets, and highly capable teams position it well for future success. The leadership transition has gone smoothly, and Adam and Susan are well prepared to lead Acadian as CEO and CFO going forward. I wish them and the entire team at Acadian the very best. That concludes our formal remarks, and we are now available to take your questions. Operator? As a reminder, to ask a question, you will need to press star 1 on your telephone. To withdraw your question, press the pound key. Please stand by while we compile the Q&A roster. Your first question comes from Roshni Luthra with CIBC. Yeah, hi. Good morning. Um, I just had a question about your carbon credit for Maine. If you could maybe talk to talk a little about about its uh, revenue potential and whether you see yourself doing something similar in New Brunswick. Sure. So, you know, we're still early days um, in terms of the credit development. So it's it's a bit early to talk about expected contribution from this product product project. Um, but what I would say is, look, we have been evaluating um, the opportunity for doing a, a carbon project over the last year and a half. And we you know, worked to understand the carbon offset market, evaluated developers, understanding kind of the potential for, for projects across our holdings, and really understanding kind of the commitments we would need to make and the potential risks associated with these types of projects. So we, we did do... Um, kind of a feasibility studies, again, across our land base. Um, but we thought we would start with this project being the development of ACR credits, voluntary credits, um, on our main timberlands that are subject to uh, working forest conservation easement. Just as a first project, it's relatively modest and low risk, and it really forms the foundation for future development um, across the land base. We just thought it was kind of the first, best first step for us. Uh, okay, fair enough. Thank you. That's all I had. Thanks. And again, to ask a question, press star 1 on your telephone keypad. Your next question is from Andrew Kuski with Credit Suisse. Thanks. Good afternoon. I, and maybe just following up on the carbon side of things, is the process you're going through, is it, has it all been just internal or have you gone externally? And, and I ask the question sort of in the context of if we go back a number of years ago with the Forest Stewardship Council certification process that people went through. Uh, not everybody, but some, some went through. Yeah, I guess to what degree has this been internal and then really laying the groundwork uh, for you know, bigger opportunity in the future to, to really explore this? I mean, any, any color would be helpful. Sure. So, so we have formally engaged. We, we've been working with developers over the last year and a half to understand, uh, again, these markets and what the opportunities are and to run feasibility studies. Um, we have now formally engaged or contracted uh, with uh, a developer to develop uh, credits on this main Timberlands um, uh, property. They are highly experienced in terms of development and selling credits. 
um, and they are, you know, a project typically takes about 12 to 18 months to develop, and we're doing the work today um, to, to register under ACR, et cetera. So we have a developer in place, um, and, and we've signed a, a long-term uh, kind of agreement on this specific project um, so that they will be supporting us in the development and sales going forward over the next 10 years. Okay, that's great. Uh, that, that, that's very helpful. And then may, maybe just bigger picture kind of perspective, you know, I guess if we look over the last couple of years, you know, a lot of effort went into, you know, effectively reducing the cost structure and, and really separating out Acadian as a standalone entity. And the the backdrop is quite positive from you know, the commodity prices. If we take, take a look at like end and end use products, even they're well off of peaks, but still robust. And, and so I guess the question's kind of along the lines of if you're seeing your revenue increasement, it increases on, you know, the, the forest products that you sell, effectively the, the standing timber uh, to processors, and that's appreciating your cost structures managed down. Mm -hmm. Do we foresee, and I know this is a board, it's a board domain, but, you know, what happens with excess cash flow in the future? Like, what options do you look at for capital allocation? Mm -hmm. Adam, would you like to take that one? Yeah, sure. Thanks, Eric. I mean, I think, you know, as we progress, obviously, as you mentioned, we're, you know, we're, we're coming out of the two-year period where we, we became a standalone um, entity. Um, and, and, you know, as with the backdrop, I, I would say, we have committed, um, you know, to, to continuing to grow Acadian, um, you know, so from a capital allocation perspective, um, you know, we're going to stay diligent on, on looking for opportunities to, to grow, um, you know, obviously only on a, on a value basis, um, you know, as, as, again, as cash grows, we'll, we'll be able to determine, you know, what's best at that point in time, but for, for now, it's, uh, you know, continuing to improve our operations uh, and, and increase our cash flow um, uh, to meet the, the current demands. Okay, that's great. Thank you very much. And we have no further phone questions. I will turn it back to Erica Raleigh. That's great. Well, on behalf of the board and management of Acadian, I would like to thank all our shareholders for their ongoing support. Thank you. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for your participation. You may now disconnect. Thank you for listening to TSX Quarterly. If you enjoyed the cast, remember to leave a good rating. And remember, for any additional inquiries, please consult the company's investor relations section on their website. See you next time.